Well, hey kids, this is The Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm The Preacher. And my name's Trevor. I'm The Piano Man. Oh, hold on just a second. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, you are hashtag blessed because the father sent his son. You are hashtag blessed because he went and died for us. We are blessed. Whoa. Trevor, are you singing a song there? Yeah, I, I'm getting like really far behind on some of these songs for the podcast. So I'm trying to like record in our empty space so I can kind of just piece it together and add it to songs in the past. Oh. So yeah, I'm just a little bit behind. Well, that song sounds um, fun. That was for what, episode uh, the five? Last episode, yeah, episode yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of episodes, Tyler, this is a brand new one because it's episode six. And in, in every yes! single episode, what you do, especially in episode six, is you tell a Bible story. Definitely. I ask questions. Yep. And then I write a song, sometimes during the podcast. That's right. And today, in episode six of season two, we get to learn about... The greatest promise ever, 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 ever that was already promised to Abraham. And no, it wasn't a peaky promise. And now it's promised to David. And it's about his son. And he's going to rule the world forever, forever, forever. Sounds pretty fun. Let's do it. Hit the theme song. Those yummy goldfish. Cause guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man. Okay, kids, so our vocab word today is sovereign. Sovereign. Now, Trev. Can you say sovereign? Soft rain. Uh, no. Kids, uh, kids, can you please help Trevor out here? Say sovereign. Slobbering? Sausage? Salsaritas got that yummy seasoned chips? Oh, yeah, I love those chips with some imitation crab on it. Mm-hmm. They really could add a little bit more seasoning onto the chips, though, to be honest. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I agree. But, like, lean into it, you know? If you're going to want—if it's, like, your thing, like, really lean into it. Okay. Um, I don't even know where the kids' <sighs> yeah. heads are at anymore. Yep. So um, I think, Trevor, you're just not a very good influence. Anyway, so sovereign kids and Trevor, sovereign is a characteristic of God. Um, and it is an important one for us to know because it means that God is in control. No matter how much we disobey, no matter how far we run away, no matter if the world goes cray, God is in control. Even when life is out of control, God is in control. And his plans for us and the world are going to happen. Now, Trevor, I got a question for you. Have you ever had plans that you made that didn't work out like you wanted? You know, funny enough, the way that you phrase that, I have had plans to work out and that didn't work out. Hmm. Right. Well, uh, Trevor, I, I want to do something interesting today, something we've never done before in the history of the podcast. Okay. What is it? Let's um, in it. order to illustrate this word and, and you know, this sort of this, this question here, um, I want to show everybody your secret talent. Okay. So kids out there, most of you all don't know. Uh, this, but Trevor is an expert juggler. 
He's been juggling since he was one and a half years old, 18 months. And uh, so what I want to do, Trev, is I want you to just start today by uh, juggling. Um, we'll start with three balls, and then I might throw a few things at you, and we'll see if you can handle it, okay? All right, I'll do it, but uh, first I'm going to need our producer to maybe play a little bit of music for me. All right, hit the juggling music. And ball number one, ball number two, and ball number three. See, very no good. Problem. No good. problem. All right, all. now ready? Yep. Ball number four. Oh, okay, no problem. Are you, are you kids? Are you seeing this? Or in the air? Amazing. Or in the air. Fifth ball coming in hot. Oh, under the leg. See that? Isn't this awesome? Okay, here. All right, I'm gonna really. Here comes a watermelon. Uh, no problem at all. Watermelon. Oh, watch, kids, watch this. are you oh, seeing this? Cutting a little piece at a time. Taking a little bite. Unbelievable uh, yeah. raw bacon. Uh, whoa, slippery. No problem for me, though. A <laughs> mug of hot coffee. Sunny side up. Oh, thank you. My hands are getting pretty cold for that. Oh, that's nice. One of Yoshi's up. eggs. Oh, Yoshi. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I just, oh, it's starting to move a little bit. That's okay. Kids, can you see this? Hands. I mean, like, this is the most amazing thing ever done through an auditory oh, form of yes. media. But, kids, are you watching this oh, right yes. now? What a perfect Here comes to experience the actual this. Nemo from Finding Nemo. Oh, Juggle him. Oh, there he goes. Found him. Oh, How oh. about a porcupine? Oh, oh pretty spiky. <laughs> How about 17 toothpicks? Uh, okay, okay. How about my two-year-old son? My hands are getting a little bit faster. That's okay. That's How about okay. lava from a lava lamp? Oh, no big deal. Why aren't you in your home, buddy? Wow. Okay, Trev. Thank, thank you. Can we get a round of applause for Trevor? Whoa. Wow. Well, kids out there in the audience right now, um, driving in the car with your parents listening to this podcast. Did you see that? Did you? Were you watching? Because that was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Is that the most incredible thing you've ever seen? Because that was amazing. It really was. Probably had to see it to believe it. Now, here's my point, kids. Trevor is an expert juggler. Man, you, you really are. And you could handle anything I threw at you. And you know what? God is even better. Because God can handle anything we throw at him, anything life throws at him, no matter how much we disobey, no matter how far we run away, no matter if the world goes cray, God is in control. And when God makes a plan, it works out because he's sovereign. Now, we've already seen God's sovereignty in action throughout David's story. Because remember, God promised that David was gonna become king and nothing could stand in the way of that. A giant couldn't stop God. King Saul couldn't stop God. He did everything he could to try and take David out. He sent him to war. He sent his special forces after him. He chased him into caves, threw spears at him, spread lies about him. But time after time, God protected and guided David. And as we saw last episode, David became king. Now, Trev, I have a question for you. Um, if you became king, what sort of things would you do? Well, first off, I would make every single water cup size large. I, I've, I feel it's just the worst when you're punished for drinking water at a restaurant. If I order, if I go to Raisin Cane's, I order a meal and it comes with a drink and I say, I want a water and they give me a smaller cup. <sighs> That's the first thing. Second thing, Velcro shoes for everybody. I, for the first time ever, I can't disagree with either one of those. So long live King Trevor. Now, kids, what about you? If you were to become king or queen of your country, what would you do? Well, I would make everyone be nice to each other. No bullies allowed. 
Well, you know what I would do? I'd use the tax money from everybody so everyone can get Nerf guns. And from 4 o'clock until 5 o'clock every single day, we would have a big Nerf war. Winner gets as much chips and queso as much as they want. I would change our state bird from a cardinal to a chicken nugget. A chicken nugget. Creative kids. and oh, Wait, look. Little Roomba, hey, Roomba the robot, hey, buddy, you you coming out? Hey, wh- how about you answer the question, man? If R- Roomba the robot, if you were to become king of your country, then I don't know what what would you do? If I were the king of my own country, what I would do is first make it mandatory to take your shoes off at the door. Second. If you go trick-or-treating or Easter egg hunting or get any sort of candy, you should probably drop a little bit of it for me to eat on the ground. That's that's pretty cool, Roomba the Robot. Uh, my kids are already really good at dropping candy on the ground. Anything else you'd like to tell us? Yes. I also have some insider information on the worship team. I heard Corbin and Lindsay plotting to do a worship set by lip-syncing so they could sound as good as possible. You couldn't tell, but I could. Unbelievable. So they don't use you ever to vacuum the floor. They don't shower, brush their teeth, and now they're lip syncing wow. the worship sets? Naughty. Hey, Roomba, I am so glad you are up here letting us know this. I am going to have a talk with him. Now, back to David. As we saw last episode, when David becomes king, he does a lot. He takes Jerusalem from the Jebusites. He makes it the capital city. He brings the Ark of the Covenant there. He establishes the tabernacle there, which was basically the tent that they worshiped God in because they believed God's presence was there. Um, And he also built himself a palace. And he thinks to himself, oh man, this is great success. But then all of a sudden he realizes, man, it ain't right for me to live in a cool palace with a swimming pool on the roof and triple-decker bunk beds in my room, and a go-kart course in the basement, while God lives out there in a tent. So he decides to build a house for God. And he tells a holy man, a prophet named Nathan, about it. Nathan is apparently one of his friends. um, And Nathan says, you know, go for it, David. So David does. Now, Trevor, have you ever built anything, like, for anyone well, yeah. Um, I actually one time built an entire city on just four chords. I plugged it into an electric guitar and built the entire city on rock and roll. Wow, that's special. Well, David didn't build a city, but he really wanted to build God a house, a temple. Now, remember, David has a heart full of love and a heart full of trust for God. So he just didn't feel right about having a palace and God not having a house. He's a man after God's heart. So this is like totally on brand for him to do to do this for God. Now, Trevor, quick question for you. What's your brand? Well, you know, my whole shtick is I'm just goofy and aloof. So that way people will put their walls down around me. And that way, if I say something profound or really nice, it really sticks with them. And hopefully it's, you know, something that they can take with them as they go. I mean, <laughs> Raisin Bran. <laughs> that was deep. Well, loving God is David's brand. So uh, he decides to build God a temple house. But apparently that was not in God's plan. So after him and Nathan agree that it was the right thing to do, later that night, God sends Nathan a message. And he says, nope, no temple. I know that you said yes to David, but I want you to go back and say no. 
I have a different plan. Now, Trev, this is really cool. Nathan is, again, he's called a prophet. And the reason why he's called a prophet is because he has this sort of special superpower where he's able to hear from God and then speak God's will to God's rulers and God's people in situations like this. So I got a question for you, man. If you could pick a superpower for your best friend to have, what would it be? Oh, man. The power to erase a chalkboard or dry erase board with like one fell swoop of an eraser. You know, how often do you have to just keep scrubbing and it's still there, but like one swoop, boom, gone, clean. Man, that would be a a very lucrative gift. Okay, kids, uh, what about you? If your friend had an awesome superpower, what would you want it to be? Well, I would want my friend Eli to be able to dunk a basketball so we could win. All of our games. Champions! I would want my friend to turn into Wendy, the girl who runs all the Wendy's, so that I could have a spicy chicken sandwich combo plain with just cheese whenever I wanted. And a Frosty. Yeah, and I want my friend to be able to wrestle like Ric Flair, a.k.a. greatest pro wrestler of all time, a.k.a. the nature boy, a.k.a. Woo! A.k.a. N.W.A. wrestling champion. They don't make them like they used to. Woo! Professional wrestling on TV is real, kids. I didn't well, think that was up for debate. Obviously, it's real. Yeah. Okay, well... Nathan's superpower, kids, um, was not any of that. Um, his superpower is that he, uh, he could hear from God. So he goes back to David the next day, and he's like, hey, man, I know we got real excited about the temple building project, and you, like, already bought a hard hat and a tape measure and a flannel shirt, but God says, no, we're going to put that on pause, and instead he has something even better for you. And then Nathan delivers to David the greatest promise ever, ever, ever. Now, Trevor. Yeah. Do you remember what the greatest promise ever is? Is it like, hey, you don't have to build a temple because I got a giant inflatable bouncy house that you can use and it's never going to pop? No. But that would be neat. Um, Rather, uh, okay, Trevor, I told you about this in episode seven of season one. Okay, you got to go all the way back to that because um, in that episode, we saw how God gave the greatest promise ever to Abraham. He told Abraham that he's going to have a baby and that baby will grow up and have babies and those babies will have babies over and over for like hundreds of years. And eventually the family of Abraham is going to bless the whole earth and fix all the problems caused by sin. Well, guess what? David is one of Abraham's descendants. He's like Abraham's great, 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 lot of greats grandson. And God is now going to double down on his promise to Abraham by giving it to David. 2 Samuel 7, verse 12, it says, speaking on behalf of God, Nathan tells David, when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne. Don't miss this, kids. Forever, forever. Now, Trevor, did you catch that? There were basically three things that God promises to David here. One, that he's going to have a son who will be a great king. Two, that that son is going to build a temple. And three, that his reign will be forever. Now, Trev, I got a question. 
What can you do forever? Isn't it obvious? I'm still juggling. You are still juggling, and I don't know how that cup of coffee hasn't spilt. I'm impressed. Now, David goes on, and he has a son who builds God a temple. His name is Solomon. And Solomon did some really good stuff, but he also did some bad stuff. So bad that it split the kingdom apart that David had brought together. And that proved that he wasn't the great king that was promised. In fact, the next two books after 1 and 2 Samuel in the Bible are called 1 and 2 Kings. And they list off all the different kings. And with each one, they sort of ask the question in the book, Is this the greatest son of David, the promised king who will build the temple and rule forever, ever, 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 ever? But sadly, most of the kings are bad. Even the good kings aren't that good until one of David's sons was born 2,000 years later in David's hometown, Bethlehem. And kids, do you know what his name is? His name is Jesus. In fact, the very first book in the New Testament is a book called Matthew. Um, And it's a story about Jesus's life. And do you know how this epic story starts? It's like with a car chase? No, no, um, with a family tree. Matthew chapter one, verse one, it says, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Now, isn't that amazing? Okay, then the family tree starts in the next verse with Abraham and it traces his family to David and then it traces his family all the way to Jesus. And guess what? Jesus checks all three king boxes in God's promise to David. He's a great man, like the greatest man to ever live. He did miracles, calmed a storm, multiplied one little kid's lunchbox to feed 5,000. He cast out demons. He taught with authority and wisdom. He died for our sins and then rose from the grave. He was great, kids. He also rebuilt the temple. Did you know that? Because he rose from the dead. Remember, the temple was where God lived. And Jesus's body was now where God lived. Because Jesus wasn't just a great man. He's our great God. In John chapter two, verse 19, Jesus actually told the religious leaders that if you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. The religious leaders looked at him and said, what? It has taken 46 years to build the temple. You can't rebuild this big old temple in three days. But when Jesus said this temple, the Bible says, he meant his own body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered this and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Now, Jesus doesn't just build the temple, but he also now rules forever. Kids, did you know that right now Jesus is sitting on the throne of heaven and he's watching over us and his spirit is in us, guiding us. And he promises that one day, maybe soon, he'll come back and rebuild the universe into an amazing cosmic temple so that God can live right here with us. Jesus is moving in next door, kids. And I can't wait for the day. What a promise that is. And guess what? You can count on God to keep his promise because God is sovereign. He's in control. God created the world. He called Abraham. He saved David from crazy King Saul. He made David one of Abraham's descendants, the king. And then Jesus was born in Bethlehem and he is now our forever king. Look, kids, even when life is out of control, God is in control. 
No matter how much we disobey, no matter how far we run away, no matter if the world goes cray, God is in control. and His plans for us in the world are gonna happen. Now on that amazing note, Trevor, you think you had a song for us today? I think so. All right, 30 seconds. Let me review the kids. Kids, your truth today is sovereign. Sovereign simply means that God's in control. Your memory verse today is from the Apostle Paul. It's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Paul writes, always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. What a cool promise, kids. Now last, your prayer assignment is the same thing. Same thing all season, guys. Um, it's a really simple prayer, kids. I want you to pray, God, I'm a kid after your heart. So today I will love and trust you by fill in the blank. And maybe today, think about where your life feels a little crazy or out of control and just tell God that you're gonna trust him with that. Now, last thing, Trev, secret word number three for the week. The secret word number three for the week is phrase. Phrase it is. Let's hear an awesome song. Let's Yo, de lay, he, ooh, ha, 